Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 606. Today we're going to talk about Laser Riders. Now this is a new game from Greater Than Games in their fabled Nexus line. And this box is really weird and really cool. So this is the box that you'll get the game in. And it has sort of like all of the player pieces for uh, each of the players in its own kind of like VCR sort of cassette tape type of little mini box. Now this is a little bit longer and taller than a normal VCR uh, box, but these are all the components if you wanted to play the Laser Shark here, for example. You would take these pieces and you would get all the pieces. Now, what the idea of the game is, is each player, uh, two to four players, will take one of the boxes and they'll have these sort of templates, these moving templates. If you think like uh, X-Wing or some other style of game, Path to uh, Wings of Glory, that style of a flight path game, then that's how you're gonna move around. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna set out these objectives and then players are gonna kind of fly like these sort of Tron cycle, 80s looking fancy, surfboard type of things and kind of flip the objectives as you pass over it you're going to flip it to your color and then it, once you flip three to your color then you're going to win and you can crash into each other kind of like if you remember the movie tron where you have the light bikes and then you hit the wall and that's going to make you blow up and you restart and pick everything up but let's jump into how the mechanics work then i'll tell you what i think of it Okay, here's just about all the components that you get in the game. Now, I've just cracked open the boxes for the Laser Shark player here. This is the purple player. And then also for yellow here, the Super Sheriff player there. Now, I've also got two other boxes to kind of show you some of their thematic artwork. Here is the Wave Rider. And then also the Phantom Cosmonaut there. Now, there are some pieces that are kind of mixed and strewn throughout the boxes that are neutral pieces. Like we have these are the little tiles that you're actually going to flip to your player color as you go over them. So these will be like one of these in each of the boxes. You're going to want all four of those. Then you have the turn order markers, which will just be in kind of a random box. There's a tiebreaker and then there's the die. So if you crack this open and you're like, hey, where's the die? Where's the turn order marker? It's going to be in one of the other boxes. I will say, do be careful when you open the boxes for the first time because these little buggers here might slip out. So you've got these little standees and these are like little speed gauges here. Uh, and you can see this is the, um, uh, the cowboy here. And so, I don't know, on the camera it might be kind of weird looking because you can kind of see, if I just move that, this kind of holographic thing. It looks really cool in person, but maybe picking up for camera isn't the best. So you can kind of see a good image of her there and then we'll look at the laser shark one here, which is probably more difficult to see. That doesn't look too bad on there. So you're gonna be getting these and then you can see you get all of these different templates here. And these are uh, limited. So once you use like your big number five, well, you've got two of them, but once you use those up, you can't use those until you crash and reset. So you have a whole bunch of these templates, a whole bunch of these tokens here, which is what you're gonna to do to flip the neutral markers to your color. You also have kind of a starting point here. This is gonna go flat on the edge of the table or whatever you kind of define as your playing surface. And you can see you kind of shoot out of these three angles like so. And then the advanced game, which I would say probably don't play with your first time, but after you get used to the game, definitely do play with this. You can see it's got a little token here with the, the player image there, and then a special ability there, and there's a little bit of uh, text further here in the rule book uh, to kind of go over that more. So let's kind of set up kind of a makeshift little play area here. It's kind of hard to get all this. Uh, the game says to the ideal setup is a three by three area preferably kind of a rounded area, I gather, but it does give you instructions and rules for how to set up kind of 
oblong shapes and different shapes and bigger areas and smaller areas and what to do with that. Basically that consists of using these uh, longer markers here, take them out of the game and use them as kind of borders. So you won't be able to do a really long movement, but if you're playing on a smaller surface area, then you don't really want to do that because these are kind of too long for that. But you can use these as sort of walls and borders uh, to mark the edge of the space. Now typically you're going to set up four of these neutral markers uh, spaced out at least uh, three uh, distance apart, whatever your three length marker is. Kind of space these out evenly until everybody agrees uh, they're in a good spot. And I kind of apologize for the scratched mat here. I'm working on getting a new table surface and everything. But uh, you set these up. Each player is going to take and then put these on the edge of wherever their kind of corner of the table is. And what you're going to do is you're going to close your eyes and then you're going to put these down like so. So this pretend like, I'll put this at the bottom of the camera there, like that. So that's maybe the edge of my table. And then each player is going to, in a hidden way, and then simultaneously reveal which gear, which speed you're gonna start in. So maybe I chose three, and then Billy over here, they chose one for their starting uh, thing there. And I'll just put this guy over here on the edge. I knew this would have a hard time focusing. We'll just put that right on the edge there. Kind of move these out a little bit. And then, starting in whoever is going fastest is going to then get the start player token and then the next fastest will get second and so on. Now before the game you're going to have this tiebreaker token so if uh, people are you know they pick the same speed or they start the round off at the same speed uh, whoever is tiebreaker and then going clockwise will then break the turn order there. So this is very interesting to kind of play around with because this is going to move around the table uh, round by round so that tiebreaker is going to shift now, if to start the game, two players are at the same speed, they're both gonna uh, sort of stall out in a way, and everybody that is tied is gonna go to uh, speed one. So you kind of you don't want to like go too fast because then everybody else might pick too fast. Because you can see it's definitely an advantage to shoot out and get close to uh, one of these tokens here. So it's kind of a little uh, mechanism there to stop everybody from just going speed five and triggering something on the first turn. So then going in turn order you're going to be able to then shift up or down uh, from whatever speed you're at. So if you're at three at the start of your turn, you can shift down to two, stay at three, or shift up to four. And then it, you're going to go that speed. Now, let's say we were going three. There's a couple of different threes here. We have here kind of a hard turn, kind of a, a smoother turn, and then you have a straight here. Now, before you do anything, you can't pre-measure at all. You can't sit there and say, oh, I could get here this if I could try this one. And that's really the key to the game is starting to learn your, your best judgment. And in this aspect, it's a lot like X-Wing. I mean, this is going to be an acquired skill. If you're really an excellent X-Wing player, then you're going to really be kind of have a head start uh, with this game here. But let's say you just wanted to move three, and so you just come up here. And you can if you want, we found this kind of gets in the way, but it's also a little thematic, is you can of course put your little guy there on the edge, but uh, there's a slight bump on my table there. Uh, but you can put this guy on the edge, you don't really have to because you just know that your guy's at the edge and this is just kind of for looks there. And then everybody's gonna take their turn, so maybe he came out this way and he did a curve or something like that, and I'll explain how curves work in a minute. And then the tiebreaker's gonna move 
around the table and then whatever your current speed is is going to be then uh, is going to dictate the turn order again the tiebreaker is going to break the ties in terms of if multiple people have the same speed so there's going to be a little bit of shuffling around of the turn order every single round uh, based on who's going faster because whoever's going faster should be going earlier because they're going a further distance and they're going a much greater speed so they're going to get to react first and that's going to be coming it's sometimes important if you get to the point where i'm just going to kind of dovetail these out here when people are getting really close possibly to the same objective that's going to be pretty important uh, because we'll talk about how to actually flip these objectives but first let's talk about what happens when you turn that's very important let's kind of move that over there and then say they wanted to try a turn two they were going speed three and then we were going to do that so let's say we chose two now before you do a turn you're going to roll this dice here and you can see it's got all the different gauges, one through five, and then also has this spin out here. So you're gonna do before you roll, before you even actually place your token, you're gonna roll a die. Oh, and then I spun out. Now let's pretend I didn't spin out for right now. Uh, so if you roll equal to or greater than your, whatever your current speed is, then you're gonna be fine. So we rolled a two, no big deal. We'll be able to successfully do that. And then we'll move throughout. Talk about how you actually trigger this in a second. Now, let's say we we're trying a really big turn here. We we're trying a four in this case, and which would not be good here because we're going to go around it. But uh, in this case, you're actually going to fail the, the turn. You're going to fail the bank. And then you're just going to go straight instead of whatever speed you were going for. So in this case, we would fail the turn and we would go straight four. And that's if we roll less than whatever our current speed is. Now, if you roll the spin out, you're going to do the turn successfully. I'll show that here a little closer. If you roll that, you're going to do the turn whatever it was. So let's say we did the two here. But then after that move, you're immediately going to stall out and shift that all the way down to one. So you make the turn, but you kind of spin out over to where you're going. Now let's talk about flipping these. Now to flip these, you have to go directly through them. So if I was going through this way, we can see that. Let's say I want to do a one here. Now when you pass through this, this is not going to count as a score because you can see if I bring it up closer that I'm just going on the edge of it. Now what that's going to do is that's actually going to bump it away uh, from the side that it's kind of most on. So you're going to bump it away and then you're going to take one of these. You're going to have at least about kind of the width of that. However, if you kind of pass through it directly so you can see kind of daylight on either side of the template there, then you're gonna score it. And so what's gonna happen, let's say we, we move through here like this and we scored it like that. We're gonna move it up to the edge there and then we're gonna take and put our own color token there. So take that off and put that there like that. And so this is now counting for one of our points and you're gonna play till somebody gets three of these. Uh, and then, but somebody else can flip this back to their color. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take kind of close your eyes and throw this out on the table somewhere. Just make sure it's a certain distance away and uh, not touching anybody else's uh, rails or anything like that. And then so these are now give other opportunities for people to score, including the one that you just scored. So it is possible for somebody else to come cruise along and then they would go through it in this way. And then at that point, then it's going to flip to them. And then you would just take this back. However, if they ever hit any other part of your trail or if you hit your own trail then they're going to blow up basically remove all the tracks and then they're gonna to have to reset up their starting point so they're gonna go from the same edge of the table kind of close their eyes move it back and forth and then put it down on the edge and they're gonna start from there and then in this case let's say purple went through here this is gonna destroy everything including this one here 
uh, and everything back for yellow. So yellow, if they're, let's say they've moved out a little bit further up here, then this is all gonna get destroyed here. And yellow will effectively get these back, which is kind of useful because as you start to dwindle down, you don't usually get close to running out, but sometimes you can get close to running out of certain ones, but you're gonna give them uh, these templates back so they're gonna have a little bit more use uh, there. And, cause, and they're gonna be fine just up here. On the other way you'll crash is if you go beyond a table edge, it's the same idea, you blow up all your pieces and then restart over. Now the other neat thing are these player abilities. So let's take a look at a couple of these that I've got out. So let's take a look at these here. Now the yellow one is choose one opponent. You may shift them up to their highest gear or down to first. You may only use this ability on your turn. So you can really mess with somebody's, uh, you know, what their current speed is to kind of throw them off. Now when you use your special ability, you're gonna flip this over and you can't use it for the rest of the game unless somebody takes one of your prisms away from you and then flips it over uh, to their side. So if they steal a prism that they've uh, unlocked there, then you can then reactivate that ability because that's going to be a pretty huge swing of points. Uh, now this other one is really cool. I like this one. I've actually used this one when I played. Uh, it says, after placing your laser piece, place the highest numbered straight piece you have available. But it says, if you do not score this turn, you crash. So you can kind of curve and then try to shoot out right to that scoring one. But again, you can't pre-measure and you've got to, you know, you got, you have to use it once you say, I'm gonna use that and then you're gonna curve or whatever and then shoot out even further, possibly a three or a four or a five and hope that you actually score. Because if you don't, you crash and you have to start over. So this is kind of a cool kind of push your luck. I think I've got that eyeballed. I wanna race Billy to that point, maybe right at the end of the game and just kind of hit the gas and score that winning point there. So these are really fun to kind of play around with. Okay, so that is uh, Laser Riders. Uh, the first thing I wanna say about the game is it looks really cool once you're kind of into the game a little bit and you've got all these tracks flying everywhere and your options kind of really start to crunch down and be very limited in terms of where you can go without crashing and stuff like that. Uh, it, that's a, it's a really cool looking atmosphere and it has these, I really like it. It's a very simple idea, I think, but with these sort of, I don't know, holographic or shiny glittery things on the components, a really, really cool uh, thing. Now I will say you want to play this with three or four players, I would say. Uh, it's really nice that it kind of allows you to sort of just define your table space and you just kind of make a kind of a agreement to you know, say this is fair and we'll play it this way. Uh, the game's really quick to play. It's, it's really, for me, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. So a lot of points here. I mean, the packaging is really cool and different. It's got that really kind of retro 80s vibe and the game style, you know, it evokes Tron and that sort of really kind of 8-bit type of idea and the, kind of the neon graphics. So that kind of stuff really kind of sucks you into it. Uh, but in terms of like what you're kind of doing with your brain as you play the game, it's very, very different. I mean, of course it reminds me of X-Wing, uh, but just to the degree that the movement is like X-Wing. Uh, but the movement here is a little bit more interesting, I think, than X-Wing. X-Wing, of course, got a lot more going on with your sp ship special abilities and Star Wars and stuff. But this is interesting in terms of the way that you try to sort of strategize and plot where you're gonna move and you know how you're gonna get those last points and stuff like that. So maybe you ram into the front of somebody's uh, trail and kind of blow up everybody and reset and in terms of the timing and, and then like what speed are you going and which uh, of the, uh, the different 
prisms are you going to go after because you know Dilly gets a little bit of a lead so maybe you go after his or maybe there's a real juicy uh, neutral one over here and that kind of thing so you're really kind of picking and choosing your opportunities in terms of what am i going to go after what's everybody else going to do uh, so it's very interesting that way and really i don't really have a game like this uh, in my collection and X-Wing, like I said, is a two-player game because I think a lot of people are really going to compare this to X-Wing because it's got the same kind of flight path movement. But it's a very different feeling game than that. And I would say this is much better with a three and four player count. And it, you just have that real fun, just chaotic kind of movement. You even got a little bit of that randomness with the dice rolling on the turn, which is very thematically evocative because, you know, you're on these giant laser surfboards that maybe you have a hard time controlling and i think that's a that kind of goes with the theme of the game just these really kind of out for the gusto crazy space riders that are just living on the edge and going way faster than they should trying to win this sort of futuristic you know arena game or whatever this is so all that stuff really kind of ties into it and all fits together as a unique package uh, but the game is very very simple in terms of like you know you've got your gear you go up or down one or two uh, or up or down one i should say and then you kind of go for it and just the fact that you can't measure is going to be sort of just that extra little layer of skill that kind of keep you coming back and playing for uh you know repeated plays but that's a skill that you can kind of develop and as you sort of start to uh kind of create little landmarks for yourself on the table space. I think that's gonna be a very fun thing for people to sort of develop and get into and start to uh, you know, really get good at. Uh, so I definitely uh, recommend this game. Very, very fun. Uh, the packaging is really neat. Like I said at the beginning of the walkthrough, just be a little bit careful on packing the package. I should say, it looks like, oh, this is gonna be a pain to pack away, but these little vacuum trays here, you can see all the different pieces here. Like here's all the straights, so the one, the two, the threes, and then the fives here go across uh, like so. You can see that there, see that sort of thing there. So everything kind of fits back. So once you learn how to pack everything away, it's really cool. It just all packs away and fits nicely in these little VCR cases. So they did a really good job uh, on the production and everything. So I definitely recommend this. This is gonna stay in my collection uh, at least for a while. And uh, it has fits a nice little niche that I didn't really know that I needed or was certainly looking for. Uh, quick kind of filler game, pretty exciting, pretty fun, dramatic. You can make some kind of interesting tactical and strategic choices of it all baked into about a you know half hour or so to play once you kind of get the hang of it. So definitely I recommend Laser Riders. Thanks.